Now, I'm going to be speaking to every single person in the room, every person watching online. But you know that I have to have a little focus. And so I want the four baptisms, the four that were just baptized, to allow me to pour directly into them. Claire, let me say something about you real fast. I want you to never forget this. You had the rare privilege of number one, having your dad baptize you. You need to know this. You need to put all this together. Not only did your dad baptize you, but your deacon baptized you. And you'll understand the importance of that as you get older. And then you had your mom leading worship, part of the worship team, on the night that you were baptized. And why I'm taking time to tell you that is that you have so much to be grateful for. A lot of little boys and girls, their parents don't even go to church with them. A lot of little boys and girls, their parents don't care like yours do. And so, I know you're grateful, but never forget the significance of this night. Not only were you obedient to the Lord, but your parents were a vital, vital part of pouring into your life, and they will be for the rest of your life. John chapter 15, many of you have memorized uh, God's Word. Uh, I'm speaking to these four, but again, I'm speaking to every single believer in the room right now. Listen to what the Bible says. Verse 1, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. You say, Phil, why, why do you always want a visual illustration? Why, why do some, and I do a lot, I use videos and I'll use media normally uh, because I believe there's, uh, there, there's power and there's the, the ability to understand if you can see it. Well, where do we get ideas to do stuff like that? That's the way Jesus taught. And so Jesus wanting to teach us a spiritual truth so that Claire and every other boy and girl in this room and all of us adults, no matter how well, how well we are at learning, Jesus spoke so no one could have an excuse and no one would be left out. He said, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Everybody can understand that. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Key word, if you mark in your Bible, it was used twice in that one verse, every. Mark it. Mark it in your mind, not, not random, not every other, but every single branch that does not bear fruit, he, some of your translations say he lops it off. I, I, I went in, I, I went in Keith, you know I'm staying in Keith's Lodge and I hope he's watching because I am the most grateful person for his generosity I went in his lodge looking for a few things that I could use tonight. And I've almost brought his axe in here. Because uh, that, that's a good illustration of 
how God, not in anger, uh, but he, he tells us up front, if you don't bear fruit, I will remove you. I will take it away. Verse 3, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears fruit. Does your Bible say fruit? Does your Bible say that? No, it does not say that. I tricked you. I left a word out. And I did it on purpose because it is important. Let me read that again. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch that is withered and they gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you a, a pastor friend tells this story if you travel much you can relate to this and and I'm not so familiar, you know that by now, I'm not so familiar with your state, but Alabama and other states, uh, if you travel very much along old country highways, you will start seeing normally hand-painted signs, and normally these hand-painted signs say something like this, Smith's Fruit Stand Ahead. If you come through Prattville, Alabama, where I live, you see a lot of those signs. Fruit stand, and it's normally a family name. And then it says fruit stand ahead and how many miles it is to the fruit stand. What it is is families, they have orchards and, you know, they, they just put up a shack and, and they put out a few signs and... Weary travelers come passing through and they stop in and they stock up in Prattville, Alabama. It is peaches that they normally get. A pastor friend told this story. He said, I had been traveling a long, long stretch of Highway 80 in Texas. And he said, as I was traveling this long, long stretch of highway, it was during the winter months. And if there's one thing you know a little bit about, it's winter. In winter, all the grass dies. In winter, all the leaves fall off. During the winter season, the last thing you expect in any state is to find fresh fruit but this pastor said as I was driving down this long stretch of highway 
He said, I constantly saw signs. And these signs would say, family name, fruit stand, and then over the sign would be another sign that said, closed for the winter. Closed for the winter. He said, this day was different though. He said, I was driving down this lonely stretch of highway, and he said, I saw a sign that said, Smith's Fruit Stand, five miles ahead, open for business. He said to himself, surely they forgot to change the sign. But he allowed himself to begin to think about it. He, as the miles clicked by, he started thinking about big, juicy, red apples. He had been on the road for a long time. And, and so, uh, when he got down to about three miles, every mile there was another sign. He said his mouth was watering. He was thinking about Big, red, juicy apples. He was thinking about big Florida oranges. And one of my favorites, he was thinking about a good old manor. Now he knew, he knew that the family probably had made a mistake. Five miles, fruit stand, open for business. Four miles, fruit stand, open for business. Three miles, two miles, one mile ahead. Smith, fruit stand, open for business. By this time, he had just let his mind go wild. He needed something to help him wake up. He needed something to... Help him break the monotony of driving. And so he, he started getting a little bit excited. Maybe somehow this family has an indoor orchard. Maybe somehow this family has brought in fresh fruit. And so his mouth begins to water and that one mile... He begins to see that sure enough, just like the sign said, Smith's fruit stand is open. He turns his truck into the fruit stand and he's determined he's going to stock up. And he walks into the fruit stand and to his great disappointment, he saw cords of firewood. Now listen close. True story. The Smiths were great entrepreneurs. Businessmen. The, the, the Smith family, they were wise. Instead of just closing down for the winter, they, they were wise. But I want you to know, church, it is a sorry lot. It is an unacceptable lie for the church 
of God to advertise that we are the church that Jesus died for. We are believers. We live in resurrection power. We love unconditionally. We worship in spirit and in truth. It is an unacceptable false advertisement when we the church produce firewood instead of bearing fruit. I realized something. Your, your sweet secretary, I, I know you're praying for her. She was so kind to touch base with me and she asked me in an email, Phil, do you want to send your sermon? Do you want to send your sermon notes? And that would have been so easy for me to send five or six sermons. But I wanted to know you. If I would have done that, I would have probably sent everyone John 3.16. Because if I don't know you, I'm, I'm going to assume that you're lost. But do you know what I know about college Heights Baptist Church? I know you've got leadership. I know you've got two pastors at least that are doing an incredible job sharing with you the gospel. So tonight, I, I talk to you in a very simple way and ask you, are you a producer personally? I know you're not as a church. Are you a producer of firewood or are you a bearer of fruit? Now, now let me tell you something that I picked up on. And y'all have learned by now that I'm kind of snoopy, right? I, I, you don't ever see me, but I'm kind of always looking and I'm always taking things in. And I'm always listening. You've got trunk or treat coming up. And if you've not signed up and if you're not ready for that and if... Maybe you don't even see the value of doing that. I pray that tonight you will. But let me tell you something I heard Sunday morning about trunk or treat. They said, hey, if you'll come participate, there's going to be, and I saw them out here under your pavilion, and that's brilliant the way y'all did that. In Alabama, we just take a 55-gallon drum and knock a few holes in it and make a fire drum. But y'all have fancy scripture written around your fire rings, and, and so your parking lot is going to have fire rings. Your, your parking lot is, is going to have what in Alabama we would call Fire barrels. Let's think about that for a minute. A fire barrel or a fire ring produces instant heat. Now, now think about this for a minute. All these fire rings that you're going to have out here, it produces instant heat. And the most popular place, at least for the adults, will not be getting candy. 
the most popular hangout if it gets cold, and it is cold to me, by the way, is going to be at the fire pit. Now, church, let me tell you something that's very, very dangerous. It's dangerous when a church begins to produce firewood. It's dangerous when a church begins to produce firewood because let me tell you what happens. When a church begins to produce firewood, it draws an immediate crowd. Have you ever seen a church that just started and, and my, it just exploded. And you've been here for 25, 30 years and you've never seen growth like that but here is a here is a movement and people are coming and the music and the media and the preaching is amazing but in a but in a few years when the exhausting work of keeping that fire Stoked is stopped. Everybody look. Before long, all you have is smoldering ashes. Now, instead of talking to church, I want to talk to you. Some of you are a guest here tonight. I don't know the difference in guests and members, and I don't really care. But let me talk to you about this for just a second, okay? This is not bad. This is not evil. But let me talk to you about producing firewood for just a moment. Keith's neighbor, I've been watching... My neighbor at the lodge, his name is Larry. Some of you may know Larry. And do you know what he does every single day? I've not been stalking him. I hadn't had to. I hadn't had to. He's as predictable as some of you are this time of the year. Do you know what he's been doing? Cutting wood and splitting wood and lining up rows and rows of firewood in preparation for a cold winter. I get tired watching Larry. Keith don't have a fireplace. I love it. I walk over to the thermostat and I set that baby right about 80. I set it. Don't tell him that, all right? I put it right there and I go get on the couch, it has, don't tell my wife this, but it has been a, amazing. Look, look at me for a moment. When you get into religion, when all you do is come to church, try to be good, try not to cuss, Try not to drink. Try to be a good person. L let me tell you what it's like. It is a miserable, exhausting journey. It's like living in the Old Testament. 
Can you imagine all the sacrifices? Can you imagine all the festivals? Can you imagine all the rules? Can you imagine how it felt when you just couldn't keep up? And so, boy, I just made a mess. Claire, will you clean that up after the service? So a lot of people, and even some of you in this room right now, you've just given up. You can't be what everybody wants you to be, and you've just given up. This morning, or tonight rather, I'm telling you, that's not what this church is offering you. I'm telling you, uh, that miserable, laborious, exhausting life is not what Christianity is. Here's what Jesus said. Are you ready? Matthew? Why were you not playing the drums? I'm going to get your mama, all right? I was looking for you. Your mama did good, but you need to play the drums before I go home. Watch this. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. You don't have to split wood. You don't have to cut wood. You don't have to advertise wood. You don't have to stoke the fire. You don't have to keep feeding the fire. Look how difficult it is to be a believer. You, you have to do one thing. One thing. If you abide in me. I will abide in you, and you will bear much fruit. Now, very quickly, all right, and I'm, I'm really getting close. Watch this. In Alabama, I, see, I wait till about 7.20 or so before I start talking about Alabama because they've all gone to sleep by now. They, they, they've been saying, Phil, I've been trying to watch the service, but I just can't stay awake. Well, I wait till about 7.22, and I know they're gone. L let me tell you about churches in Alabama. I, I'm sure it's not so here. But we've got this fruit idea, but we've kind of twisted it. In some of our churches, we have fruit inspectors. And here's, what, and here's what a fruit inspector does. A fruit inspector comes to church. They never tithe. They never offer their trunk for the children. They never get a fire ring and haul it out in the parking lot and and, and greet people and love people. Hey, they never sing a note. They never lift a chair. But they come to church. And you know what they do? They inspect those of us that are doing those things. And they don't like the way we do those things. Sermons too loud. Music's too contemporary. Music's too old. 
fire rings or in my parking space. Fruit inspectors. Uh, then in our church, we, we don't only have fruit inspectors, but we've also uh, got fruit consumers. L- let me tell you about fruit consumers. They come, and they come regular. Uh, again, they don't give, they don't do anything. They just sit out there and good sermon, preacher. And you know what happens? I don't have to fake this one much. They get spiritually fat. Now that makes us giggle. But it's a sorry lot to be a fat, lazy Christian. I don't mean physical, you know that. I mean if all you do is Bible studies. Bible studies are great. You've got some of the great, greatest resources that are offered. Bible studies are great. Coming to worship. i got to do something with this nanner. <laughs> if I spew it out there, these girls are going to scatter. <laughs> Bible study, worship services are so important. Small groups, you emphasize small groups. That is so important. I heard this this week. This is the lifeblood of our church. But if you're not careful, you will become like the Dead Sea. You're taking in, but you have no outlet. You're giving nothing. So so we have fruit inspectors. We have fruit consumers. Guess what else we've got? We've got fruit loops. They're just crazy. We've got fruit flies. Do you know when they come? Anytime there's a little stink at the church. You don't see them until there's a business meeting where a hot issue is going to come up. And then they just come in. It's like they just appear. But thank God, and I believe I'm in a room full of them, for those who bear much fruit. Let me close with three things for you to remember. How do you know if you are producing or if you are bearing how do you know if you are wasting your time or if you are living a true christian life number one take your bible turn with me to hebrews chapter 13 i'm going to move fast all right hebrews chapter 13 here's what verse 15 says therefore If you don't have time, just listen close. I'd rather you not be distracted. Therefore, by Him, capital H, by Him, let us continually offer sacrifices of praise to God for the fruit of our lips, giving thanks in His name. Tonight, how do you know if you're really saved or not? 
Some say attendance. Some say baptism. There's a lot of lost people that have been baptized. The Bible says that one day, not a few, but again, the, the key word is many. Many will stand before God and he will say, depart from me. I never I never knew you, but God, we preached, but God, we taught, but God, we served. And God will say, depart from me, I never knew you. So how do you know? That's kind of confusing, isn't it? No, it's not. All you have to do is look at your branches and see if there's any fruit. And number one, verse 15, is the fruit of your lips. Now, come here real close. Oh, it's going to hurt. Y'all need a step right there. Look, look, this is important. Today, don't even go back last week. Today, what has come out of your mouth? No, no really. Today. The la since the last time we were here, wh wh what have you allowed your tongue, what have you allowed the air from your lungs to push out of your mouth? L let me tell you what's very important. It's very important that you be aware of the fruit of your lips. Here's another part of that. It's worship. Worship. Are you a worshiper? Now, if you watch me, I, I move my mouth a lot because I'm scared this microphone is accidentally on. I can't hit a note, but I'm, I'm a worshiper. Why? Because a true believer bears the fruit of his lips. And the fruit of his lips is worship. Praise, and according to verse 15, gratefulness. Now real quick, we all worship in different ways. One day a Pentecostal came to join the Baptist church. Do you know any Pentecostals? Hey, look, Keith, I, Keith's like me. He don't waste money on, uh, on cable vision or anything. I can only get one channel out at the lodge, and it's Jimmy Swagger. That's all I can get. And so when I get home at night, I, I watch old Jimmy Swaggart. And it reminded me of that Pentecostal that wanted to join the Baptist church. Well, it scared the preacher to death. And she came down and said, I want to join your church. And the Baptist preacher said, oh, no. Ma'am, i got to ask you something. Is it true that you Pentecostals swing from the chandeliers on Sunday morning? And she said, oh. Absolutely not, that's not true. And that preacher was relieved. She said, we wait till Sunday night and then we swing on the chandeliers. <laughs> now look, we all worship in different ways. But what's important is that we worship. Number two, I got to hurry before anybody else leaves, all right? Try not to leave, I'm almost through. Galatians chapter 5, either turn there or, or, or listen very close. Galatians 5 verse 22 says this. And what are we doing? We're determining if we are producing or if we are bearing. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, 
joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Do you know what all nine of those are talking about? Something that has almost become a foreign word in the church. And that is character. How do you know, sir, if you're real or not? If you've got a title like deacon? How do you know if you're real or not? By your membership? Everybody that I meet anywhere around where my church was, they told me that they were members of Boone's Chapel Baptist Church. And I always love to extend my hand and say, well, I've been there 15 years. Nice to meet you. How about your character? What are you depending on as evidence that you're a child of God? And then finally, Romans chapter 1. In verse 13, the Bible tells us that Paul wanted to go to Rome. He wanted to go to Rome for one reason, and that was that he wanted to win as many of them to Jesus as he possibly could. Now, this last one may sting a little, even though I know the health of this church. You see, not only as I was looking through the materials that you use in small groups, not only did I see Bible study books, not, not only did I see studies of the book of Jonah and studies of, of different books of the Bible, not, not only did I see that you're studying how to, how to overcome struggles of life, But do you know what else I've learned about this church? I've also saw in your material how to share Jesus without fear. And that's just one of many resources. And here's what I'm saying. The fruit is not just your lips, but it is your lips. The fruit is not just your character. You see, there's a lot of Lost people that have good character. The fruit of the Spirit and the fruit of a believer is also that you're a soul winner. Paul says this in Romans chapter 9. I have a continual sorrow in my heart that all of you could know what I know. Now, with that, let me ask you something. And those of you that are new believers, this will come. If it's not there now, if you will abide in the vine, you don't have to make these things happen. All right, you've never seen a fruit tree... You've never seen a fruit tree trying, have you? Fruit trees don't have to try. They just bear. 
And so, men, women, what I'm talking to you about is not difficult. It matters not if you ever graduated. It matters not about your past. That's what's the good news. All you have to do is hang out. Abide in the vine. Now, I'll tell you from personal experience. Even when you do that, there's going to be some pruning. Even a healthy vine has to be pruned. And it hurts. Have I mentioned that I've looked at your website? Every service, hadn't I? Do you know why I mention that? I don't even do it intentionally. I mention it because it's so important. I remember a day that it wasn't important. It didn't matter. But people are going to look at your website. And so keep it current and keep it sharp and keep it true. And here's what I read about your pastor. I may not read this, uh, say this verbatim, but here's what I remember. And correct me if I'm wrong later, not right now. <laughs> preacher, preacher, you're wrong. No. <laughs> if I recall, it says something like this. Pastor Scott has been here 25 years. And during that time, listen, there has been, this may not be the right word, but it means the same thing. There has been steady, steady, steady growth. Now look, somebody may put up a church two miles down the road. And they will explode. They'll have all the gadgets, all the toys, and they will explode. But God's not looking for that. God's, God's not looking for you to become a super saint. Here, here's what he's looking for us to do. He's looking for us to hang in there. Your pastor said, Phil, did you have a good day today? I said, better than yesterday. How, how can you have a bad day in Alaska? In a lodge by yourself? I'll tell you. Spiritual warfare. That's how. Every day is not good. So what do you do? Quit and get saved every revival? Get resaved and get resaved because you feel like you're lost. So you got to get saved again. No! You, you don't get saved but once. And you abide in the vine. And as you abide in the vine, your lips will be grateful. Not critical. Not judgmental. And, and look at me. L listen. This is, oh, it's, oh, I've been so nice. I hadn't been mean at all. And I can't, ask my church, I can be kind of hard. Those of you that have a foul mouth, those of you that have a foul mouth and you excuse your foul mouth, well, that's just the way I was raised. That's just the way I am. Let, let me tell you something. That, that's like saying, I'm just going to bear a little rotten fruit. Clean up your mouth. Whether it's a habit or not, the fruit of your lips. The fruit of character 
Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, self-control. And then finally, the fruit of a sower. I don't like Safeway. I went there to buy this fruit, and they're too modern. They're, 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 they're so modern, they got fruit in little islands. But some of you remember the old grocery stores. And the old grocery stores, they were coolers, somewhat coolers. But do you know what they would do? They would display this fruit with a mirror in the back. Do you know why? Because fruit is visible. Fruit is beautiful. Tonight, if you want to improve the image of your church, and if you want people to like you, don't don't try to change your personality. Just abide in the vine. Final word. Y'all are through listening, I can tell. Final word. Fruit is perishable. This is a good old apple. I'm going to eat it. I'm go- Not right now. My teeth might come out. No, I got real one. What? <laughs> that would be embarrassing. But look, yesterday's fruit is no good today. Let me explain that. Some of you used to be spiritual giants. Some of you used to be church leaders. I, I was talking to your mama. I was. I went to the source. I skipped your wife and went to your mama. (laughs) I did. She's so proud of you. You are a spiritual leader. You are. And I know you've not pursued the position. I don't know if I could handle a a chairman of deacons that does what this man does. I don't know. I'd I'd be scared to death all the time. But listen to what I've... Look, I I told four years ago my chairman of deacons, I said, I'm going to write a book, Robert. He said, what are you going to write a book about? I'm going to write a book trying to explain why great men like this serve as chairman of deacons. And there is a pattern that shortly after they quit serving... They disappear. I don't believe that will happen to you, but I told Robert that, and Robert said it will never happen to me. And you know what? Happened. Here's my point. Whatever you're doing today, it's not going to do tomorrow. You've got to bear fruit for the rest of your life. You can't go back and say, I was chairman of deacons. I used to teach Sunday school. I used to drive that old rickety bus out there. I used to pull out fire rings. That used to. Bear fruit until the day you die. Proverbs says, even in old age, they shall bear. Thank you for listening. Let's pray. Now tonight, you know that our number one concern 
is that everybody know Jesus. So the invitation is this. The invitation is, if you've never trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, that tonight you ask him to come into your heart. You can't be good enough to go to heaven. Number one, you'll be miserable and exhausted. Number two, when you stand before judgment, God will separate. He will separate those that he knows. That's the first part of the invitation. The second part of the invitation is this, very simple. Will you let your church, the leadership of this church, and primarily the Holy Spirit who lives in you, give you the strength and wisdom to abide in the vine? When you do that, the fruit will naturally appear. You don't have to focus on being a good worshiper. It will happen. You don't have to try to be a soul winner. It will happen. But you do have to stay grafted to the trunk. Father, May your word be riveted on our heart. And may we never, never forget what you've said tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together. Let's just sing one song. Uh, again, if you want to receive Jesus... You are invited to come. We will pray with you. Your pastor will pray with you. And for the rest of us, just obey what the Spirit may be telling you to do right now.